Aloha from sunny San Diego and welcome to episode 5 of Tough Love and Coffee with Stacia Miller and C.T. McGee. We hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, hope it wasn't too rainy where you were, but here in San Diego it actually poured. Oh, it was terrible. The last two days. It was so terrible. We're, we're lucky today is a beautiful Yes. Beautiful blue sky with yeah. some wisp of, of uh, clouds, but it's, but it's gorgeous. We can't we're complain. sitting outside. We're sitting we're outside. It. My butt at... is all wet because I sat on a wet cushion. That That's was... right. We did get a lot of so, rain. We did get a lot of rain. Good thing y'all can't see me because it looks like I peed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? She might have. <laughs> Um, we're sitting here outside Incredible Cafe here in Rancho Bernardo, where I had a delicious omelet with veggies, and I did have some bacon, but okay. what'd you have? I just had scrambled eggs and hash browns because boring. I am so boring. I know, just what the boring. hell? But don't <laughs> worry, I eat enough for the both of us, so I'll, I'll adventure outside the box for you. Okay. Um, hey, did you know Thanks. the Incredible Cafe, they were featured on the Food Network? I did not know that. Back in spring. Really? Yeah. You know, this well, is what incredible. I love. incredible. Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. This is why I love podcasting from all parts of San Diego. We learn a little bit we about do. the place that we live. Yeah, right? we find out a Every little time. bit of, of something from everywhere that we go. And wow. We share it with you. Yeah. So yeah. hope it gets you to, you know, come out to the places that we've we've gone to and you know yeah. give these people some if you're some in san diego love. county and you have not been to the incredible cafe they make a mean I'm scrambled good. egg yeah. with nothing just scrambled eggs it was really good so spread that <laughs> tlc so what That's are we right. talking about today i got my coffee so coffee is served stacia yeah, all right what are we talking about today today we are talking about snarky bitches snarky snarky bitches. bitches we decided to take a little break from talking about some heavy stuff in our life to explain where we are yeah. uh, we will continue to talk about self-worth because we feel like everything we talk about when you strip it down when you get right. down to the nitty-gritty the root of everything really is about our self-worth that's right self-esteem and confidence and whatnot so speaking of snarky bitches you think that you know self-worth is in there somewhere somewhere absolutely so we're gonna talk I about sure do. that yep so today we're going to talk about how you can find a snarky bitch at any age. We're going to define what a snarky bitch is. We're going to define where where the sources of being a snarky bitch may come from. We're actually going to talk about um, how snarky bitches can be found anywhere, especially on the job. So oh, we're yes. going to mention women rivalry yes. at work. Uh, three reasons why women can be nasty to each other, mm -hmm. why they can be nasty to mm -hmm. each other. What to do if you're encountered or on the, the receiving end or the target of a snarky bitch. And then we'll give you a little bit of tough love at the end. How about all right. that? That's right. I'm all for it. Let's all right. get going. First, what is a snarky bitch? How would oh. you define snarky bitch, Stacia? Well, let me tell you what a snarky bitch is. Well, actually, let's just, I didn't find any definition of a snarky bitch. We are putting bitch in there on our own. Because when you say, hey, wow, she was a snarky Bitch, right? We don't just say, oh, she was snarky. Why do we, we got to add bitch in there, right? Yeah, she's when not you, just a snarky woman. No. She's not a snarky no, little tart. No. She's, she's a, a snarky. We go all the way to bitch, she's huh? She's a fucking snarky bitch. All right. So let's see. Well, snarky. snarky. It's the act of being sarcastic, bitchy, oh. mm. disrespectful, mm. irritable, and short tempered. Oh. That is the well, definition. Well, that could be any woman, any time of the. Well, that particular time of the month. Yeah, I know, month. right? I think we're particularly snarky. snarky. Well, not me anymore. I don't have any excuse. <laughs> uh, those days are long gone. You just kind of... Uh, you just kept the yeah, I, yeah, dream alive, huh? I did. I, I totally relate to being a snarky bitch. Hi, I'm Stasia. And, and she's I'm a confessing. snarky bitch. She's I'm a confessing. Bitch. I need a, I need a self-help group. But let's admit our flaws, right? Um, I totally chalk it up to being a Gemini. All right. I blame my snarky bitchiness on being 
a Gemini. That is interesting. So you're going to put it all on your astrological sign. I'm putting that shit all on my astro <laughs> astrological sign. I cannot say that word. All right. So what, what makes you, what's a Gemini then? What's, what's oh, it all about a Gemini? Well, you know, if you uh, look up the Gemini traits, we're funny and witty and the life of the party and we have a good sense of humor and you know, we're outgoing and adventurous and well, that all sounds good. All kinds of fun shit. But if you but. look at the negative traits, uh -oh. um, we all got them. Yeah. Well, I own up to the negative traits. Too. Okay. Like what? I do. Um, well, being snarky is one of them. All right. But like when? When are you snarky? All the time. And why? And why? You're not snarky with me. No, I love you. Mm. Well, thank you. But you know. Who doesn't? <laughs> is that snarky? Is that being snarky? That was no. I'm, I'm that was practice. being confident. Okay. No. Um, okay. So Geminis like to... Um, we're very anxious people. Okay. We're scatterbrained. Um, we have attention uh, problem with it, you know focus attention short attention spans. Um, I shouldn't really speak for every Gemini, but if you look up the traits of a Gemini, positive and negative, I have them all. Do so you criticize people, I, judge people. I do. Like what? Yes, I'm not. I don't know that I judge people. I I. I've learned not to do that because I have a terrible past that I should not be judging anybody for any reason. But I am snarky. I do admit to having an, an, a sarcastic, bitchy attitude. But and why? I am short-tempered. It's generally, oh, excuse us, there's an episode somewhere that's, coming for that requires, coming for requires an ambulance. I called 911 oh, in the middle God. of this podcast. Oh, no. Okay. So, um, well, sarcasm is just my nature. I'm sarcastic about a lot of things. That's how I deal with things in a sarcastic nature. I but, love sarcastic But I think you can humor. be sarcastic and not snarky. So what is the difference? That's true. Well, is it a negative Negative sarcasm. So is it meant to hurt somebody? Right. And I'm not that. I don't okay. want to be sarcastic and hurt someone's feelings intentionally. Well, then that doesn't sound snarky. So, but I am bitchy and I'm definitely an irritable, short-tempered person. And there's a real issue going on somewhere. Sorry, folks. The fire truck just you know, went by. Duty calls other people so yeah um but i have i have the what i call the inner mean girl and so i don't really know where it comes from i think if i probably dove into that with some serious therapy someone might be able to help me out with that but i've always had this little mean girl inside me when does she come out she doesn't generally come out unless i feel cornered mm. so it's not like i'm going to go around bad mouthing people all the time or being mean to you just because i don't have anything better to do it's generally if I'm feeling cornered or threatened. Threatened. Yeah. I think threatened is threatened. a big deal. Um, that has to do self-worth. Yes. See? Feeling threatened. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, just But don't. when you meet people, when you first size them up. Yeah. Oh, I'll know in about 30 seconds if I'm going to like you or not like you. So you mm -hmm. are judging. I'm, I guess I am, aren't yeah. I? Mm -hmm. How, how can you, what do you find out in the first 30 seconds? I just, I will know immediately if you and I, or not just saying you and I, but just you and I in general, right? Okay. If, if that person and I are going to get along, or get not? along, yeah. Um, you pick you, up their vibe. I do. So that's a good way to put it. So when we so, met, yeah. so for those of you who don't know, Stacia and I met on Instagram. We were both women in fitness coaching, and we were both into women empowerment. So we finally met each other. 
over the summer and so it was the first time it was kind of yes. like our first date it was our first date we and were, look at us we've I been dating ever I, since oh it was meant to be so that means i passed the first 30 you seconds you did you passed the first how did i pass seconds. the first 30 seconds all i think you passed the first 30 seconds when before we even actually met face to face you and i had been talking um you had been wanting me to join your bitch squad and mm -hmm. it just you know just never worked out and I kept feeling like really bad like when well, you were following my post there was, was so there had been something that you connected Correct. with or liked I connected or with your the messages. way that you were with people oh. your outgoing your your tough love which you know brings into play our podcast but just how you were so empowering with these women in your bitch squad um, fitness group. Wow. It was so, it just resonated through a post. Wow. Through you, your Instagram you feel post. That. I could feel that. And so that was why I kept following you. So you picked um, up on my energy. Somehow. Correct. Yes, I did. And I said, well, this is someone that I could have a friendship with that I could get to know. I would like to get to know. Wow. That's really And nice. so when you were like, Hey, I'm going to be in your area, you know, Jesus, after five years, let's finally, you right. know, get together and, and, and talk and yeah. stuff and we started talking and I was like yep this is someone that I could have in my life hmm. but I will know that I knew that before actually physically meeting you I felt your energy and your sincerity and the way that you truly cared about people through your posts I really appreciate that yeah That's like, no, no, like really. one of the nice things mean, people can say I think I think they say you know your vibe attracts your tribe it does right? it and absolutely you just does that. yes yeah, how you, we, what are the chances of us of meeting otherwise? Probably slim to none. Probably slim to none. No. I we mean, live in different parts of San Diego. Yep, correct. And so social media can be a good tool. Can be a good tool. It can tool. bring people together. Yes. Now look at us. We're collaborating right. on women empowerment. Right. So we're not being snarky with each other. No. Well, so sometimes we're kind of funny with each other like that. But I mean, it's all done in not a mean way. We're not we're, mean we're girling East each Coast other. We're funny, sarcastic, <laughs> sassy girls. Yes. And we don't hide that. That's right. Well, that's what makes us smile, though. We get we it. We get it. We get it. So when I say I have an inner mean girl, I, and I, I really do, I fully admit my inner mean girl problem. But I work very hard to make sure that she's not she's not hurting someone's feelings mm. how do you and do that i just make i just don't want to be talked to that way so i know that no one else wants so to be you're spoken snarky to on that the way. inside I'm so snarky. you might have thoughts but you don't always act on them correct okay correct and then i'll ask for forgiveness for my means i really do give me a, an example of you being snarky towards someone well, or about someone i, I what kind of what kind um, of situations make you feel think, threatened well recently there was an uh, at work I wanted a position at work really bad that was available and okay. I didn't get it and um, I I lovingly call him the outsider I guess it's not really even lovingly it's Starkey I, I, I don't know the person who got the position yeah the person who got the position I in my sarcastic bitchy way I call him the outsider I don't really relate to him by his name of course I'm not mentioning any names so just because he got the position yes. and you didn't correct that already put you in that position correct of, gotcha even though I understood why I didn't get the position it didn't make it any easier that somebody was else was going to have it right I wanted it I interviewed for it I knew I was the person for the job and I wanted it and I did get it and I was bitter and I was irritable and short-tempered about it and so I made it my mission to be not wanting to like this person I was going to I hadn't met him I knew nothing about him 
no, nothing. And so I it wasn't knew, personal. It was just no. You just made that decision. I was threatened. You were threatened at the workplace. Correct. So if I can add, it was a man who took that position, and it was a man on top mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why? Well, I made me. I think the best way to to put it was is I was made to feel like I might not have been smart enough for that position. Oh. And so um, later on, it came. The real reason came out why I did not get the position, but at the time it did not. Right. You just your mind just went there yes. and made that decision. Yes. A man was picked over me, mm -hmm. someone outside the company. Yes. So, oh, right there. Oh, so you picked a man over me. So what's he smarter than me? Yes. Is he better than me? What What else is new? Let's just say I work you know? in construction. So oh. that's a very... A male-dominated field. Yes. So that just adds another mm -hmm. layer to Correct. it. Correct. So, so I, I was snarky. I've been snarky to him. I'm not snarky with him anymore. I put... It, it's, it's been since April. I'm over time. it. So you're past the bitterness. I'm over the bit. bitterness and the, and the being a, you know, And you recognized that. But I, you oh, recognize I recognized it. I recognize. Snarky. I recognize it whenever I'm. But you were snarky. you were you were upset about not getting the right, position. Right, I was threatened. But you you targeted him. I did. You took it out on him. I took it out on him. He doesn't really know he it. He doesn't have a clue. And if he does, <laughs> he he acts really good at not knowing. Right. About he's saying it well. He's probably like, whatever, bitch. Right. So you know? <laughs> I want to share that yeah. I looked up an article called "The Dark Side of Female Rivalry oh, in the Workplace" go. and mm -hmm. what to do about it. Mm -hmm. And they said that there's two major contributing factors as to why you might behave this way. All right. The first one's psychological, oh, and it's yeah. driven by your insecurity. In this article, it states that uh, you might not believe your own innate abilities to help you reach your career goals. You just admitted yeah, it. You just said, maybe mm -hmm. I'm not smart enough after yeah, all. Right. You know. Um, so number two, it mentions that you look for potential threats to your success, so immediately, yeah. You saw this outsider as you already using your language. You mentioned yes. he's an outsider, he's so an he's outsider. a threat to your success. I still and I still call him the outsider, as much as I, as much as I, am mad at myself for saying it sometimes. When I'm talking to like, um, only one real person at work, but when I'm talking to her, I will say, "Oh, the outsider did this," or "The outsider." We and, and it's almost just become his nickname. Yep. To yep. I mean, he doesn't know that I call him that, um, but. That's who he is to me. He, for some reason, in my mind, will always be the outsider. So in this article, it always mentions that you you can't help but watch your back, right. to guard your back. Right. The other contributing factor, and this is huge for you, I mean, this is you to a T, <laughs> oh is boy. that it's the workplace itself. Yes. It's right. a male-dominated workplace, which automatically sets up women to compete yes. due to increased scrutiny. And you actually just said... They hired a man, they must think he's better than me, yes. he must be smarter than me, yes. and whatnot. Even though you come to find out the real reasons that they said, right. your mind went right there. Oh, I've passed over for a man because he's smarter right. and better than me, and I'm right. in a male-dominated environment. What, what did I actually think of? I was actually going to get that yeah. job, you know? I mean, really. So it actually, <laughs> it just confirms that it's a double whammy, mm -hmm. that... Female rivalry is fueled by a workplace culture that doesn't provide a level playing field for women to begin with, whether it's an equal pay or equal opportunity to reach leadership, leadership positions. Mm -hmm. Women are set up to compete, and that was all in this article. Um, in this case, you're not competing against another woman, but it's just no. the fact that it kind of ups the ante in a woman. I was, though. You know? Oh, you were? Another, uh, my coworker and I both applied for that position, so we were both in the running for it. Oh, but what was that like? I was. I would have been very happy if she'd gotten it. I just You won. would? I would okay. have. Yeah, and there's where I'm not snarky. 
See, I'm not really snarky with um, other women. I have a more snarky attitude towards men. Interesting. I'm gonna put that. Let's just be honest. Okay. My snarkiness is not really towards other women. So it's surprising that you work in a male-dominated yeah. field. So that already kind of yeah. puts your your guard up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're already there. But that's my history. That's just the history of me, and that's my snarkiness. You know, I say I blame it on my zodiac sign, and I do. But it's um, I. I don't have a problem telling another woman she's beautiful or encouraging another woman to do something. Like I encouraged, and I was so happy for, that my coworker applied for that position as well. I rooted for her. I wanted it, but I rooted for her and would have been very happy for her if she had gotten the position. Um, no problem at all. But that outsider came and he was a man. So you're not snarky to women at all? I'm not snarky Small, to women Mostly at men. All. No. So you're I'm protective really of women. Yeah. But not, do you think any of it has to do with your, your backstory? Absolutely. Yes. Right? Yes. Your trauma in um, domestic violence, domestic abuse yes. definitely has made an impact on you. Yes. So already, like, quote, unquote, and I say this politely and with compassion, if you're beat down by a man physically, mentally, emotionally, that's got to carry you mm-hmm. through life in one way or another. It hasn't stopped you from working in male-dominated fields, so I give you credit right. for that. Right. But it does put you a little bit on that oh, sure. edge of being like, i got to protect myself. Absolutely. So there 100%. you go. yes. Yeah. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Um, so being a snarky bitch, you could be a snarky bitch at work. You can be a snarky bitch to obviously anybody, male yeah. or female. Yeah. I saw an article called by Meredith Fuller, Why Are Some Women <clears throat> Nasty to Other Women? Hmm. She says there's three reasons why we can be nasty to other All right. women. Are you ready? I'm number ready. one. Number one, because they fear, these women fear, their unwanted parts onto the other women. So especially... <clears throat> Their fear, their envy, mm-hmm. their jealousy, suspicion. Don't we see that all resentment. over social media too? Oh yeah. I mean, rage, anxiety, or lack of self-esteem and confidence. <gasps> so if you have fear, envy, jealousy, suspicion, resentment, rage, anxiety, or lack of self-esteem and confidence, that is a source mm-hmm. of why you're nasty other women. Whether you, you might not even realize it, because no one wants to hear that they lack self-confidence. Exactly. So instead, they're going to project that yes. onto someone else, right? Make it their Absol- fault. Yes. Number two because they think they can get away with it. They think it's a sport. There are some women who do this for fucking sport. I believe that. They think it's fun. It's a source to their boredom. You know, panacea to their boredom. Yes. Uh, Delight, and they delight in spite, or because their lack of curiosity or tolerance of indifference suggests they probably don't like people anyway. Wow. Number three. Interesting. Because they don't have the interpersonal and intrapersonal communication skills to recognize or alter their behavior. I, I find a, that might be almost all lot of, of it people. right there. The, self, the lack of self-esteem. Excuse me, the lack of right? self-esteem. Right, right. So they project their lack I'm of so, self-esteem uh, on other, other people. people, which is what I think most of the social media bullshit is all about, right? And this is what we are talking about one of the other podcasts when I mentioned I had a problem at a job where I was doing well. I actually can write down and show you my achievements at my job. I was verbally... Um, recognized all the time by my company, by my peers, by my customers, by um, very higher ups, you know, corporate wide, Mm -hmm. I mean, acknowledged in writing and corporate newsletters and everything, my, my accomplishments. But then I heard behind my back that there were people 
saying shitty stuff. Like, but they were jealous doing? of They you, were right? jealous. It was, yeah. and here I was taking it so personally. Yes, Because here I was just busting my ass. Like, why would they kind mm-hmm. of, quote unquote, do that to me? They didn't, never did it to my face, though. No, and most snarky right? bitches don't do anything to you. They your did face. it behind your yeah. back. And why? After talking to some of my friends and some of my, you know, my own peers and mentors, they all came down to they're projecting their jealousy on yes. you. They're projecting their lack of self-esteem or confidence or inabilities in their own work. It just highlights how they're not doing right. well. So they're, they want to take you down. It's kind of right. like misery loves company. They, oh, sure. They're not doing well. They don't want to see you doing well either. People fear other people's successes. They right? do. That is correct. And that's just, for me, the way I am, I'm not a snarky bitch. For me, <laughs> I, I'm going to say. You're not going to join my not, group? No, it's just oh. not in my nature. It actually okay. doesn't make me feel good. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not saying I don't have my moments of jealousy, envy, or lack of self-esteem. I think it's just human. Sure. But I... I put myself back in check. I keep it to myself and be like, okay, where's this coming from? Why is this coming from? So we'll talk about what to do about it if you do get yourself in that situation. Perfect. What you can do to to control rain that. Rein it in. To rein it in. Yes. But it's just like, I think with some nasty women, as mentioned in this article, I agree. It's usually their unconscious fear or need for control that's being triggered. I agree with that. Right? Yes. So for you... You really wanted that position. I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I can't analyze this, but I'm just gonna like com- converse about it. Let's sure. discuss it. Um, you wanted that job so bad. You had a career goal, yes. right? Yes. And when someone else, quote unquote, like took that away from you, you couldn't control that. You you can't control putting yourself in that position. You can't name yourself that position. You can only apply. In your mind, you had done some time there. You were there first. Yes. Just to have someone else come along and yes. quote unquote take it from yep. you. It's so easy to take all that you're feeling and target it on that person's back that's and right. take it out on them. That's right. Innocently. And that was hard for me because I'm not, um, I didn't know the person even, you know, it's not like I'd ever even sat down with him face to face to even get a feel of him to even, so he was, it was unjustified. And I you think know? too, when it comes to self-worth, it, it makes us look at ourselves like, was I not good enough? Oh, I felt was that. I, I still feel enough? that way sometimes there you know? because I was passed up for a second promotion so, as well. So I still have that feeling of like, why am I even here, right? Why am I at this job? Now another outsider's coming in, which is, I believe, was going to be uh, a woman who's taking this, the, uh, the new position. But um, for some reason, I'm not feeling like snarky about her. Mm. Maybe because it's a woman. See, I don't have these snarky feelings about So you cheer on other women. Them. You empower yes. other women. It's the yes. men that you're competing with. Correct. That bring it out in mm-hmm. you. That, yeah. Well, I um, kind of like you, like when I first heard about it, it hurt my feelings. And immediately I, I like jumped into defense mode. Mm-hmm. I felt threatened, sure. ganged up upon. Yeah. Even though it wasn't directed at me, I heard of it. Right. And that was just enough for me, right. you know? And immediately I thought, am I not good enough still? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm busting my butt. I felt, I heard myself defending myself. Like I'm just doing the best job I can. And you're being recognized And I'm, and I'm being recognized it. And, and I felt like I still have to please these people. Yeah. And then I heard, <laughs> I heard myself <laughs> say this to somebody and I'm like, what the? Fuck, hold on a minute. Yeah. I've been busting my ass at this job, not to get recognition, but I actually take pride in my job. So here's how I'm different. You know, when it comes to like how you're born into the world, I, I wasn't born with a lot of money. I didn't, I didn't think I was born with good looks. I didn't think I was born with a whole lot, but I did have good work ethics. I was taught good work ethics and I have proof that I did well in school. Like I was smart. So. Even though I lack self-worth, the one thing, that's why I think I place so much value on work, 
that's how I value myself. Is right. Do I do good work? Sure. Am I good that enough at sense. least at work? Because yeah. I feel like that can be measured. Yes. So here I was being recognized and measured for my achievements and my success. And so for someone to take me down, yeah. it just felt, it just kind of brought me back. It kind of triggered like, oh my God, like my self-worth, I'm still not good enough. But then, but now, now that I'm 48, I've come a long way. I needed to process that. And when I got to the other side, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let someone else's insecurities or someone else's fears or someone else's lack of self-esteem or maybe lack of work ethics bring me down. And now you know that that's what it was. That's what right? it was. At the time, you didn't know. I didn't know. That I was like, I have a hater. I didn't. Yeah. I don't. No one hates me. I don't, I'm yeah. not used to someone hating me. That that I know of. Right. I'm not used to someone being jealous of me. I'm not used to someone being envious of me because it's never been brought to my attention. That I had anything ever to be jealous of. So when I found out, oh, here was one area that someone being jealous of. I thought, well, shame on you. That's something you can change. Yes, you might right. not be able to easily change your nose or your your features or your age or your crow's feet like yeah, overnight. Right. But you can change your work ethics and you can do what it takes to better yourself. You could even come to me for advice and because I, I'm one of those people like I would empower you. I'd right. be like, here's what I've done. Here's what's worked for me. Do you want to try it? Do you want to try this and come back to me and I'll help you? Sure. Like I'm that person. And I felt that with through yeah. your like I said earlier through your posts and social media I felt that vibe from you like through every time I read something every time I saw one of your videos with all the women working out and heard you in the background you know or whatever I was like damn you know I I that's, just refuse that's part of my I want to be that tribe I want to be part of that I tribe. appreciate that that means a lot to me because that is the message I'm sending I I refuse to compete with people right on some level I come from an athletic family. I do compete because I feel like that's what gets me going. But that's it's a healthy, that's a, hef- yeah. a healthy, you know. But I do use that in the workplace, but not to take anyone down, but to better myself. That's what you should so be using it for. That's when a I see positive. someone succeed, I'm just like, yeah. oh, look what they've done. Okay, well, I got to step it up, or they've shown to me it can be done, so let me do it. Right. So I got hurt because instead of them seeing what I've accomplished, I was more hurt that if they wanted that too that they didn't see me as a person they can come to. Okay. And so that that, sense. that yeah. bothered me because I am used to people coming to me for guidance. Mm-hmm. I am used to people coming to me for my advice and wisdom because I freely give it with love. Right. I, I really do. I want I want to see people um, thrive and succeed in life. So you so, have none of this no, um, I, I just bitchy, don't. disrespectful. I want us all to win. <laughs> I just yeah. want us all. But I can get bitchy if someone goes about it the wrong way. Well, that's just... I don't step over people yeah, and shit like that. That's just, you know, you're just saying, like, you're defending yourself against yeah. that kind of negativity coming into your life, right? So when, when this came to me, and I had to process it out loud, I was I was hurt, I was upset, I was defensive, then I got angry, then I got tough again. I'm like, And it just showed how far I've come. Mm-hmm. You know, within five minutes, I went through all those emotions. You should have been there. <laughs> and uh, But I did go to people just to keep myself in check, like, what you know, and everyone had the same thought process yeah. like they're jealous you're doing a great job I actually was asked do you believe in what you're doing I said yeah like there, oh, there magic you go question that's you know? all you needed and right? I was just like I I, knew, yeah. well, I needed to hear that yeah. I need to hear my, myself say that yeah and they, they just I kept for you know I'm just one of those people because of my upbringing what happened to me I could get 10,000 positive remarks but it's that one mm-hmm. that one I completely understand and that's, you know, that's my mommy issues that's my mother's voice that one I feel like I got to get that one yeah I'm finally I got to get them on board with me and I'm at the point, I'm like, you know what? You fucking get on board with me now. Because I'm <laughs> right. doing what I'm right. doing for the right reasons. Right. You know? And so for someone to come at me in a negative way, and then the fact that they didn't come to me directly, but indirectly, that just shows, you know, 
on top of jealous, on yeah. top of you know resent being resentful or suspicious or having low self-esteem you're that's, also a coward that's right but that's and, like and you also really are not giving me the snarky. benefit of the doubt that's you know? them being snarky so yes. shame on them that's right shame um, on them but another thing i found out from reading these articles is you know the dirty secret about women is that what do you think of this you know we're expected to be nice all the time to be loving and nurturing oh yeah of course but because we're women right we're, we're the moms women. we're the we're the nurturers yeah yeah but the the fact of the matter is that we can be jealous mm -hmm. that we can be this mm -hmm. is an ugly side of us, and you know we don't want to be associated with anything ugly. That's correct. But, but you know, you put, you make the right environment; it's going to come that's out. That's part of our nature. It's part of our nature, correct. right? Um, so, what do you do if someone's being? Actually, before that, I want to go dial it back a sure. little bit. So, we're talking about you can be snarky at work, yeah, or you can experience snarkiness at work, and we're going to go over some tips on how to handle that later. Okay. But believe it or not, you know, I do work with the elderly, oh, and yeah. the snarky bitches yeah. don't go away. That's I know you have a story. You told I have, me a story I have about stories. this. So you can be, you can. There's some snarky eight-year-olds, right? Oh, yeah. That, I yes. want that toy, and that's yeah. gonna be mine, and mm -hmm. that's gonna be my little boyfriend. You don't yeah. kiss him, right? Yeah. You can see it in high school. And you can see it, you know, well, on the job in yeah. the old age. Before I get to the old age, do you have any stories about high school? Well, I know you were picked on a lot. I was picked a lot. on a lot. Um, and again, I don't even know why I was picked on. And I was not, um, you know, I was just this girl in high school that was nice to everybody. You know, I, I didn't why. have... I didn't have um, you were any kind of boundary about who could be that's, my friend. There it is. Right? You didn't have any boundaries. I didn't have any boundaries. So if you came from... Um, the country and you were a farmer and you got up at 4 o'clock in the morning and you wore your shitty rubber boots to school because you just didn't have time to go back in the house and change them before the bus came and you came to school smelling like cow shit. Wow. I still talk to you. Wow. You couldn't help that. You were. Oh, here we go. Speaking of cow shit, sorry, there's a garbage <laughs> truck going by. If you um, had, if you lived in the town, you were a townie and you had some money, um, I didn't care. You could still be my friend, right? Um, if you were developmentally slow, and sorry folks, <laughs> um, I had a couple of uh, quote unquote friends, I wouldn't really call them my friend, but I was not mean or disrespectful to them who were in special ed classes. Mm -hmm. um, some of the nicest people I ever met. You have compassion. Yeah. Have compassion. Um, I didn't care if you were sitting at the same lunch table as me and we had a conversation, I would have as much conversation as you could understand. Right? So you were not to, snarky in high school? I was not snarky in high school. So it came later, I, it and came. I really do think it's from that trauma yeah. and from you getting picked on in high school. Yeah, but there were these mean girls, Always as there are girls. in high school. Always these mean girls. And um, they were a couple of grades above, you know, they were older than I was by a couple of years. And always, I, and I don't know why, and now I do. At the time, I didn't. I don't know. I'm, I can only think that they it's were them, jealous. They're or had, lashing out. Or they're had low self-worth yeah. or low self-esteem, right? But at the time, you don't think that shit in high school. You don't even know what that shit is and in high school. When I was, You're just like, what are they talking to me like that for? Why are they going, here she comes, Miss America. Right. When I walked down, the, and they would sing that song, and they wow. would be, then they would laugh or throw shit at me like their wow. pencils. Or, are you kidding me? Oh, I'm not joking. Oh and I would God. just be walking down the hall with my books and a couple OMG. of my, my friends and... And I'm like, I don't even know you. You're oh not in the God. same grade. I've never talked to you. I have no idea. I know your names. They were twins. I know your names. You're thinking you didn't do anything to solicit this behavior. No, because I never even like had a conversation with right. them. I didn't. 
I didn't run in their circle, right? Maybe they just thought you were so, so pretty uh, and skinny. Oh, and, I was skinny, that's yeah. for sure, but, and, but they no, were. But you don't know what they were thinking. No, you don't. So when I was in high school, I personally don't recall being on the receiving end of any snarky bitches, but I could see it in others. Sure. And I've heard of them, some mean girls, being mean to some of my friends. And that, like, I was raised, even though my mom was rough on me, my mom was rough on me to be a good person, but she taught us how to be loving, kind, and compassionate toward other people. Right, right. She was just rough on us. Right. But she wanted to make sure that we succeeded in life. She wanted to make sure that we turned out to be good people. So you didn't have a mean girl methods. spirit, right, in school? I didn't. My mom others, raised yeah. me like, because she saw, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stereotype for a minute and generalize. We, I brought in fucking white, preppy Connecticut. Yeah. What do you think of Connecticut? You know, oh, New yeah. York, Connecticut. What do you think? Yeah. And so I saw some of these preppy kids who I assumed were privileged. Not all of them. I can tell not all of them had money, but I can tell some of them had better money or their parents had better jobs. My parents worked in a factory. <laughs> He's coming so, back around too. <laughs> so I, you, you knew which, which kids their parents worked in the factory and which kids worked, parents worked somewhere else. Right. Whether they were educators, doctors, lawyers, or, um, you know, working for Hewlett-Packard or right. IBM or sure. stuff like that, or they're higher execs. Right. You know, my dad was as high as he went was mid-management, but still worked in the factory. Um, wasn't like as large income charge as maybe some other parents were. So I automatically saw these people as better. My mom raised me. That's where she went wrong to think that some people were better than us to some extent, but to treat everyone with kindness and whatnot. But she saw a lot of people being snarky, conceited, and she taught us that, you know, if you were confident or said anything nice about yourself, right, then, right. then, you know, that was conceited. You were conceited. You know, yeah. that was her way of saying that, you know, they were bitchy, you yeah, know, not right. to be that way. That was ugly. And so, and I did hear of, I had one friend, she was always overweight in school, but very smart, top 10 like me. And she one day confided that she had, there was one girl who picked on her all the time. I, <coughs> I never witnessed it, but I knew this person was telling the truth. Yeah. And I can then see it later, you know? And I didn't understand why. And I think like what you said, she's an easy target. Cause sure. my girlfriend wasn't one to speak up. And she was like me, her parents were from another country. Um, wasn't raised with a lot of money. They had a <coughs> small, <coughs> family business sorry for that frog just jumped out on my throat um but you know we weren't one to speak up then so we she just didn't kept set taking boundaries it. either no we yeah. didn't set boundaries we just kept you yeah. know we just wanted to be liked so we just kept yes. our boundaries down we just any kind of attention was good attention right. so to speak but not necessarily but i remember them now and so now that i'm an adult like what i think of some kids back in high school you just, i just automatically thought oh look at them they think they're better than us or or whatnot and to come find out when you get older these people are no fucking better than you. No, they're not. And I found Absolutely. out, like, what I thought they thought of me was not what I thought they thought of me. Okay. They thought higher than me than I thought, so so, so they say. But, um, you know, when you're a kid, like, what do you know about you, the world? You Your don't. world is just that small hometown or that school. Um, but kids are quick to jump on a bandwagon because they don't want to feel left out. They sure right? are. Yep. So if, if everyone's being snarky to one person, oh, they better be snarky too yes. or they're left out or yes. they're going to be the target. And you don't want to be the target no. and you sure don't want to be left out. Right? And that's, you want to feel like bullying. you belong somewhere. Now that's we call bullying. it bullying. Yes. Mean girls, we're talking about bullying. Right. So Definitely. To, to fast forward, I work with the elderly and guess what? <laughs> I love mean that. girls still live on until old age. And I as, would have never known that. I would have never guessed Oh, people this. are shocked when I tell them stories. Yeah. The things I see. Now, I'm going to tell you, as you get older, your brain chemistry can change. You know, dementia or not, your brain chemistry can change. And that can also affect right? whether you become a bitchy old person because 
you know, maybe you weren't always, right? That's what I was getting at. Yeah. You might not have always been that way, but being on medication, being in pain, yeah. being not well, being lonely, maybe your family has abandoned you, whatever reason, can all add up and your filter kind of goes out the window. Sure. I've seen residents become nicer as they get older, mm-hmm. and I've seen people go all the other way. Oh, okay. So a couple stories I have is in the dining room. <laughs> we have at our... It's almost like the cafeteria in high yep, school, right? same thing. It's the Mean Girls table. <laughs> yeah. We have broken up Mean Girls before because we have, we have a no bullying policy. Mm-hmm. We do not tolerate harassment of any kind or bullying. And just because of what I've experienced in my life, I'm one of those people that I'm always going to root for the underdog. Right. No one deserves to be a target ever of negative, you know, actions and behaviors and whatnot. Um, so I've witnessed, because we don't have seating for everyone at the same time, um, we have first come, first serve seating. We have restaurant style seating, which means that whenever you come into the dining room, you're f- free to eat wherever you want. But at that age, they develop habits, they sure. develop routines. It kind of helps keep their room, their lives more organized right. and less chaotic. And so when people get used to eating in one place, they just automatically want to assume that's my seat. We're always trying to teach them that, you know, if someone beats you to that chair first, then you can sit somewhere else. Like it's okay to change seats once in a while, get to know other residents. Well, we have this one table where I have a resident ambassador sit and a resident ambassador in senior living is someone who helps a new resident integrate into the community faster and better, more smoothly. So it's someone for them to connect with off, you know, right off the bat for someone to get support, encouragement, whether being introduced to friends, um, whether introduced to activities, or just wow, getting to busy. know. Sorry again. <laughs> getting to know the lay of the land. Remember, everyone knows what it's like for their first day of school and being in a new environment is scary. Now they're just, you know, left their, their homes in maybe 40, 50 years and now they're in this new environment and they need someone to connect with. So we set them up with the resident ambassadors. So at lunchtime, one thing the resident ambassadors do is invite the new residents to come sit with them, have a meal with us, I like meet that. some of our yeah. residents, share some stories, where are you from, get to know each other. Right, right. That's a really good thing to have. Right. So it's everything we do is with a purpose. So this one day we had a new resident move from a clear from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. That's pretty harsh to go from the Midwest to here. A huge change in culture and environment. So the first day they were all nice to her. She was, you know, very happy to meet with them. The next day she starts bringing in her photo album and sharing her family and her life with the new residents. Now this one resident, I'm going to call the snarky bitch. She all of a sudden decided, I don't like her anymore. She talks oh, too much. come on. Day two? Yep. Day wow. two. And so, and then it didn't stop there. We've had other residents come in, whether they've been there or not. We have one resident that she's from the South. She's from um, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And she was a socialite back in the day. She had, her husband was a big wig in the Air Force. And this woman likes to dress. Even at 90 years old, she likes to dress for herself. She had a lot of bad things going on with her, her health. But she enjoys fashion and looking good and feeling good, putting on some lipstick, the whole nine yards. One day she comes to dinner and the same snarky bitch turns to her and says, well, that's a bit too much, Ooh, don't you think? That that's is being, that's being disrespectful too because this woman loves to feel good about herself. She's not in her home anymore. She's not the socialite that she was, right? She's out of her element. And dressing nice makes her at 90 years old feel good about herself still she's still choosing to live with purpose sure and to carry herself with dignity and respect and sometimes and, it takes that one and, little fucking yeah. remark right well there's to another just take it right out of the wind right out of your sails yep and i got the third and this is a strong woman too but she held that in and i shared with it 
shared it with me later. Then there was a third incident. Another new resident comes in. She's in the middle of her soup, drinking her soup. And she's drinking her soup, and the snarky bitch says, you're in my chair. Get out. Did it have her name on it? No. (laughs) That is not her fucking chair. The woman was intimidated. You know, she's only there for the first week or so, not even. And the resident ambassador goes, no, 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 no. You sit right there. You're in the middle of your meal. You were here first. You stay. But that woman was standing there breathing at her neck. Even though she was told that she could stay, she already knew she wasn't welcome. It was too late. The woman left to sit at another table. She never sat at that table again. I was like, this is enough. Like, this was enough to get me going. I think, what if that were my mom, my grandma, your aunt, like you, you know? I wouldn't want anyone to make to feel unwelcome. We had to have a resident meeting with the resident ambassador, this one particular woman, and my boss. And we had- it's like high school. Yeah, we had to sit them down and explain the rules and regulations in our facility that we do not tolerate bullying of any kind or harassment. We welcome all new residents. This is resident style seating. Mm -hmm. This is not your table. We're not under your command. Right. Everyone pays to live there. Everyone is meant to live with respect and dignity, feel welcome, warm, invite, like the whole nine yards. Because, you know, at that age, if you intimidate or bully someone, if you're a snarky bitch to someone, they will internalize it if they're not able to speak up for themselves. Oh, gosh, that can have and all kinds of negative effects. It, huh? will, it, will, it can set them back mentally. Yeah. And even physically, they can start declining. Either right. they'll get more anxious or depressed. They won't eat. Or you don't know, their blood pressure will skyrocket. Yeah. A lot of things. Wow. And so we actually had to sit this woman down and explain to her the hows and whys we do things. And if it didn't sue her, she can choose to live somewhere else. Yeah, right. She has She's a choice. She's got that right? choice. Yes. But this is how we're going to run things. And she actually tried denying it. Wow. And she would say with a smile on her That's face. That's a typical mean girl. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> sat there and smiled to her face. She's like, oh, I don't talk like that. Oh, I never did such a thing. Right, Debbie? I'm nice to everybody. And our resident ambassador goes, uh, sometimes you are. Oh, good. Like put sometimes her in her place a She little. put her in her place and admitted sometimes mm-hmm. she is mean to people. She called her out and told the truth. Did it change anything that it, you know It of? eventually did. Yeah, okay. Eventually, she did so sit at a... good came out She of it. calmed down. Eventually, she did sit at another table. But I mean, the same woman that bitched about new residents being put at her table, now it's getting too crowded or whatnot. (laughs) When I explain when we bring in new residents, okay, we'll have the resident ambassador sit at another table. So then all of a sudden, she cried. The day that resident ambassador went to another table to integrate, she cried and went to my boss and said, how come you took her away from us? Like she owned her. Honest to God. And that, what is that? Control. Control. There you Fear, go. There's yeah, control. control. You've disrupted our environment. Now she wasn't, she had um, anxiety over yep. that. She had, it's like there's Afraid no that winning. no one was going to like her. There's right. no women winning. Yep. I just, That's I don't incredible. care. I don't care how old you are. I don't, I do not tolerate you can bullies. Be, I don't tolerate bitches. Bitch. I will, yeah. I will go toe to toe with you. Yeah. I was infuriated that day. Oh, I can imagine And I was so. like, I will not tolerate this. It's, and I actually said, it's a good thing that wasn't my mother or grandmother. Because if that was my grandmother or mother that you treated that mm-hmm. way, I would have made a beeline into the man who's running this building and be like, what am I paying for? I'm paying for my mom to feel safe, secured, taken care yes. of, loved, the whole nine yards. That's this is not that environment. For. No. So actually, as an activity director, you know, I, I do women empowerment on the side, but as an activity director, I take all these same principles and approaches to the workplace. That's good. I teach my residents, I create a warm, friendly, mm-hmm. fun, family knit environment and people do feel that i get you know that's something i'm so proud of i get recognized for that and um so when i see something like that i gotta i gotta meet it head on you have to stick up for people i mean you just have to 
because these nobody else is doing it for them, right? Some of these nine-year-olds cannot speak for themselves. Right. So what if you are on the receiving end mm. of a snarky bitch? Do you know what to do? How would you handle that? Well, when I was in high school and being on the receiving end of a snarky bitch, I just took it. Because you didn't right. have the self-esteem to stamp for yourself, no, right? No, Yeah, who did at that age? No. Not a lot of people did. You either one or no. the other. Yep, right? I just went like, why in the world would they be saying that to me? I don't understand. I must be doing something right? wrong. I'm did what? you blame yourself? Am I, what? Are my jeans on backwards? Am I walking? T- you know, how am I walking? I'm just walking. I'm just, uh, you know, you don't know. You're so, you lack so much confidence as, as, a, high, as a teenager. Because you just want to fit in. Yeah, exactly. And you so, didn't want to bring on more. And to be honestly, and to be honest with you, I have not ever been the victim of um, mean girl since then. Um, I've been the victim of men, but not of other women. Not of women. No. Well, in this article, the dark side of female rivalry, she says there's a couple of things that you can do. All right. Okay. Um, one thing that we have to stop doing is to stop secretly seething. Yes. This is really hard, especially with social media. Yes. When you see pictures of your friends getting engaged going on a vacation having a new baby um their kid going to harvard you can have envy. um people tend to secretly like be pissed about it sure right but what she says you got to do and i agree you got to take a good look at yourself in your own life and say well okay that person's achieved that mm-hmm. what do i need to do right and that's what i was talking about that situation i had at a job you know Instead of taking your snarkiness out on me, why don't you take a look at yourself and why don't you ask yep. yourself, what do you need to do to get the same recognition? Right. And right? so you need to do that with yourself as well. Yeah. So one thing we got to stop doing is comparing and contrasting ourselves. Oh, that's so hard though. It really is. Even I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit it. Even I compare myself to other people on social media sometimes. It's hard not to. It's like, God damn it. I've worked so hard and why don't to have I look like abs. That? And right. Why don't I have those abs? Right. right. What am I doing wrong? Right. I work out five to six days a week. I work hard. I eat what's on the planet. Except for my new vice, <laughs> which is my white chocolate peppermint Hershey Kisses. Because it's the holidays. But it's the so holidays. And that. let's go there another day. But, wow, you know. And they're like, abs are made in the kitchen. I get it. I'm in the kitchen eating good shit, but I don't have, you know, so you compare yourself. What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? And it's some, after a while, it's like, okay, I have to stop. I'm not that person. She might have better genetics than me. Because you can only beat yourself up so much. She's 25. I'm 53. Right. Right. That age makes a dip, right? So comparing and contrasting. So one thing I've, I've always taught is that, okay, it's so easy for us to compare and contrast. It's just like human, right? right? Take a beat and... Instead of, and I've mentioned this in other episodes, instead of try to fight the jealousy and the envy, right? Yes. It's all about self-worth. Right. One, if you can't do this yet, then the first thing you need to do is reduce, remove, and replace those images with images that you can handle right. until you get to this point. This point I'm talking about is look at this other person, whatever they're achieving, whether it's weight loss, whether it is getting married, having a baby, going on vacation, getting a promotion, whatever mm-hmm. it is, instead of looking to tear them down, Look at this as an opportunity to be like, okay, look what they've achieved. All they've done is shown that it can be done. It's proof that a woman can do it. That's right. We don't know the backstory of what it took for her to get there. Right. So let's just, we, we can't judge a book without knowing all the pages. 
have read it, all the chapters in that book. Yeah, exactly. right. We don't know how it's going to. And we end may yet. never know this person. We they might, might just want, they're choosing what they want to show you. Exactly. Right now. That's one. They might not want to bring achievement out, they have. Yeah, right? They might want to bring out their shit to you so, just yet. So instead of comparing to compete, compare to share. Co- I love compare that. Compare to share is something I always taught bitch squad training. Look at what they're doing, and use that opportunity. Have them share what they've accomplished and how they got there. I love that. Most women, if you compliment them on what they achieved and said, wow, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. How did you do it? I, I have the same goal. Do you have any tips? Did you hurt Most your hand women, when you touched that bicep yes, right I there? Did. <laughs> I, just, I just touched her arm. Just kidding. Most women will want to share that because it's like validation. Oh, you noticed. Yeah. Thank you. I worked yes. so hard to get here because I'm telling you, nothing comes overnight. No. You don't know how many times that woman tried to have a baby before she finally That's right. got pregnant. And she you is don't happy know. as fuck that she's going to show her belly and that I'm going to share every step of this pregnancy because it took me I'm 10 proud. years to get pregnant. I'm proud to become a mom. Right. Number two, you don't know how many frogs she kissed to find the prince exactly. of her dreams. You don't know how many jobs or what, how many extra hours she had to put in the office to get that promotion. Yeah. You don't know the sacrifices they right. made. You don't know anything, right? So instead, use that opportunity. Ask them, if you can, you know, to share their experience so that you can better yourself. And, and most women will do that. Most women will do that. They will. If you look, again, at what they've achieved, um, give yourself some compassion, some self-love, and just note that they're not better than you. They just achieved something that you have not yet achieved yourself. I love that. Doesn't yes, mean that exactly. you're not going to do it, but you're not going to do it if you don't put some action in it. Right. So you yeah. can be pissed all day long and jealous all day long, but is Where that, is that productive? getting you? That's Nothing. getting you nowhere. You're still not going to have that when you're just bitching about it all day. You can right? bitch about those yeah. abs all day, but if you're not doing the work on your end, then you can't. Yep. You can't complain, sister. That's right. And that's what she's going to say. How did you do it? Well. I had to, you know, cut out those peppermint little I know. fucking kisses or whatever. I'm I had to cut out, out the, the fucking mochas. peppermint kisses. I'm I had sorry. to stop drinking so much booze that <laughs> yes. night. I had to. And if you're not willing to do right. all that, then shut the f up. Exactly. Oh and my stop God, taking, exactly. tearing her down, yep. and look at yourself. Yep. It's that mirror that we don't want to look into. That's okay? right. So another um, reason, another way to protect yourself, if you're at work, especially, um, if you're a woman in the workplace. Who's showing her darker side to you? Try to detach emotionally. You cannot control what other people say no. and do. So this doesn't even no, matter if it's at work. This is no. anywhere. You can't control what other people say or do, right? Yep. So this woman that you're chastising, the strange woman you don't even know on social media who's got her abs, this 23-year-old, this poor little thing, you don't no, know. I, what I, her I love her though. Is, right? I really do. So she, you could, you know how you know how some people get those haters? Like they make those comments, like, I love oh, haters. you have to. Uh, <laughs> you have to wear that crap top, or of course you have to show your boobs or whatever. Damn you don't know how that's do. affecting. That's right. You don't know how it's affecting her. Shut I don't up. wear crop tops. And um, show my boobs. You need to focus, <laughs> Dad. I really don't. <laughs> you need to focus on what you can control mm-hmm. in a positive and productive manner. Right. So you can't control other people what they're saying and doing. All you can do is control your own mind and your own actions. So I always tell people. A positive attitude plus positive action will give you positive results. That's right. And it's it just yes. not going to happen any other way. No. And if we're not gonna... talking about your abs. And we're not talking no, about your butt. Just... We're talking about life in general. About yeah. things that you can do in all areas of your life. Now, another thing she does. And this is, again, this particular article is at the workplace. But, again, we're saying you can apply this anywhere. Sure. Um, build a power network. Yes. So, if you know that you need to protect your reputation because you got a hater at work... Who else in your 
workplace is has a lot of influence that can mm-hmm. determine your path there you know if you fear someone is out to damage your reputation and slander you because mm-hmm. I've had that uh, in the presence yeah. of people who matter at work you make got to make sure those people are on your side absolutely so, yes. so connect with them communicate yeah. have a list of your achievements ready to go so that your work mm-hmm. speaks for itself right right because you can't right. deny the facts no I always say my resume speaks for myself there you go speaks loudly for me no and that's another thing is your achievements once mm-hmm. you've achieved something no one can take that away from that's you that's right no so be proud of that yeah. um, everything else you got to let go yeah. right Another um, key key tip is to find a sponsor or a mentor. And yes, I think you mentioned you I had did that mention that to you when we were talking earlier. I oh, do. I'm hands. with a program. Thank you. Um, it is. We have such lovely people who like to comment on things. <laughs> so it says create powerful relationships at work to protect yourself. They'll yeah. not only protect you, but ab- actively advocate you on your behalf. Yes, and I do have a mentor um, that at work um, in a program we have that's called Grow for Women in Construction. And so I will be working closely with him, <laughs> a man, but that's okay because he mentors the women, which is positive, mm-hmm. right? So um, I will be working closely with him in the, coming, um, in the coming new year. So I'm looking forward to that because I really want to grow within the company. Good. You know, so you're not so, letting it stop you. Oh, no, I won't let it. I mean, I had my defeat, but I won't let it stop me. Good. The other thing it mentioned is strengthen your confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, one easy thing you can do and no one has to know is to keep a journal at home. Start writing out every single freaking little thing that journal. you like about yourself. We mention journaling all the time. Yes. Writing things down. It's very it's powerful. A po- yes. It's it a is. powerful yes. tool. I journal daily. I love to journal. I love to write my three top goals for the day. You know, at night, what I've accomplished. If you follow me on social media, you'll see it in my stories. I do a story journal um, a couple of times a week. It's very, it is, it's empowering. It's very empowering to write the things that you're good at, uh, all your little achievements, all your little victories, big or small, any success you have to remind yourself. Because we forget. Because it just takes one remark for us to focus on the negative and forget all that we've accomplished to get to this point. And then you have to start all over again. And if you can open up your journal to see, you're now going to start all over again. You're going to open that journal up and you're going to see right in front of you in black and white or whatever color you choose to write in. Everything that is good about you and what you've done and what is remarkable about you and you don't have to re- you don't have to go back and think what is it what is it what is it it's right there for you and there's something that happens with your brain chemistry when you are cognitively acknowledging yourself in in all these positive ways and writing it down in your handwriting not typing no don't handwriting. Type shit. that's very powerful um and one thing i always say to people is you know, like what you just said when all else fails if no one else believes in you or if you think that no one else believes in you. If you can't find one person who supports you, encourages you, who's got your back, then or empowers you, yeah. then you need to be that person. You, yeah, you need you to, to be that yourself. person who believes in yourself until all else fails. Yep. Believe in yourself. That's and it's right. gonna take these little exercises to do that. Uh, another little, two little more tips is control your career destiny. You gotta be a big girl, identify your career goal, and put a plan in place. Yes. Don't just wish for it. No. Make it happen. And action, action, action is the only and thing no that's going to make a difference. No in one life. has to agree with that. If it's your career goal, your career path, like I choose uh, uh, social networking as my side gig, people are like, what the hell are you doing that for? Well, you know what? I'm making some money with my side gig. Do you have something else that you're making? You know, 
Until what? you're paying my bills, yeah. shut up. Don't, Let me yeah, do what I exactly. got to do. I'm enjoying it, yeah. and I'm seeing results from it. That's right. Again, if no one else believes in you, choose to believe, I believe in yourself. I believe in my, the power of me. Yep. The last one of the last things this article mentions is to be a role model for collaboration over competition. Yeah. So we've mentioned it before. Yes. You and I are both into women empowerment. Mm -hmm. We're both into health and fitness. We're both into living our best lives. And we know the power of starting over right. and the ability of people to transform. I do believe people can change. They can. We may be innately the same people, but I do believe that if you make shifts mentally, you can make shifts in reality, yeah. right? Yeah. So we chose to collaborate because we believe that there's power in numbers. Right. You know, we work well off each other and we wanted to use our power for good and to empower others. So I believe in praising other women. I believe in mentoring other women. I believe in helping other people in the hopes that someday someone's gonna help me, you know? Yes. And you never know. And so we all have our insecurities and you know, I don't care who you are. Everyone's got fucking insecurities. Absolutely. Whether they admit yeah, it or we not. sure do. There's I no know way. I do. I'm, it's the women who rise above yes. them or who keep going despite them yep. that I admire. Um, if do we it scared people. If we expect women to help support our advancement, um, then we have to be that way for other people That's too, right. you know? Um, so I think the lesson we learned today is to always remain positive and productive in any way we, we possibly can. Protect your reputation, have that list of achievements or things that you like about yourself handy. That can keep you mentally strong Absolutely. and that's what yes. can keep you going, Right. you know? But you gotta be willing to do the work. There's a lot of women who are like, oh, I don't like where I am in life and blah, blah, blah. So you'll like bitch this. about it, other women. But so what, you'll bitch about other people and you'll be that snarky bitch, right? Because you don't like where you're at? What the fuck? So when I created Bitch Squad Training, everyone's like, oh, you're setting us back what? by using the word bitch. And I said, no. listen carefully. I have decided to turn that word on its word on its head. Mm -hmm. I decided that a bitch means for me to empower women to be be bold in life mm -hmm. by inspiring and teaching confidence through health. I love that. I believe your health and well-being is a big indicator on how you're going to live your life. If you're mentally strong and physically strong, then your actions are going to be strong. Your results are going to be strong. They're going to all going to be positive. They're going to be what you want. But you got to be controlled. Right. And our mind and body is the only thing we might have control over. Nothing because else. Because we're a women and we're powerful and we want to speak out. We have our own minds, our own you know, our own views, our own opinions. It does not make us a bitch. I decided to define bitch as someone who is empowered and someone who has cultivated the confidence and courage to go after her goals and dreams and to put the positive actions behind it to make them happen. You know what? And if that makes that. me a bitch, if, and if what I'm doing, stand up for myself, creating boundaries, setting goals, putting positive action then behind it, bitch, then I'm going to keep, I'm going to be a bitch. And so you have cheers to have, to being a bitch. cheers to being a bitch. You have to have a sense of humor mm -hmm. if you're going to work out with me. And to be honest, you know, people respond differently to different languages. They do, You know, yes. through Alohamana Empowerment Coaching, you know, obviously I don't use snarky language with that. No, of course not. You know, right. but with Bitch Squad, I, I am using snarky language to get your freaking attention. It's a different, it's a different, it's a different vibe. vibe. Yes. It's a different vibe. The whole purpose is to get your attention, to get you to wise up, to mm -hmm. listen up. Because guess what? Being all nice and soft and being all like, you know, um, you know, sugar coating, yeah. that obviously didn't work for you. No. So. So get the fuck up. So giddy up, bitch. You know, that's what it takes. <laughs> Saddle up, you know? Sally. Let's and, go. <laughs> and if you listen to any of my empowerment talks and all that, people would know that, mm -hmm. that I do come from a place of love. I just might have some sass and some snarkiness in me to get your attention. But guess what? I did. We got your attention, didn't you? I grew a group from five to 30 women 
because they obviously needed it. That's they needed right. a kick in the High butt five, one bitch. way or the other. That's right. Any other last words <laughs> of tough love? You know what? I think we're, I'm just going to leave it with, uh, with what you just said. Some people need the tough love, right? And you need that little kick in the ass. Just if you have a mean girl in you like I do, highly admit it, um, just tamper that bitch down. You know, look inside yourself. Find out where it's coming and from. And find out where it's coming from, exactly. And redirect it. Yeah. Use that. Use the mean girl for good. You can use it for good, you know. You can. We're and trying to use our little um, mean girlness here with some just making it tough love, but it's out of love, right? Strengthen yourself, your own resolve um, to help yourself navigate those toxic people around you. Enlist the help of others. Read self-help books. But um, be kind to yourself and love yourself. Peace out. Aloha, Aloha from San, San Diego. Diego.